The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Topo. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson, Justin Hamilton is here. Hello, Justin. I don't want to be rude, but I would like it if you would uh, call me by my proper name. Okay. Barry Award-winning Justin Hamilton, as of this morning. Oh my God, Justin. He's okay. So here's what <laughs> here's what is hilarious. This is uh, so for people at home. This is so fucking hilarious because we're going to record a couple of podcasts today. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, what can we talk about the podcast? We haven't seen each other for a while. We haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. So we've got heaps to catch up on. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm reading the paper this morning. Yes. And there was one thing in the paper that I was like, oh, I'll keep that up my sleeve, <laughs> so that if we, if I have nothing for the podcast, I can bring that up. Right. And just before we started, you're like, I've got something funny to start with, and it turns out it's the exact, exact same thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better remember this part of the conversation in case you bring it up later. <laughs> we could be in trouble. <laughs> But uh, yes, so uh, for everyone uh, hanging out with us, uh, I've never won the Barry. But the Barry is the um, award for best show, best Mel- show, Melbourne Comedy, Melbourne Festival. International Comedy Festival this year, named Denise- after Barry Humphreys. Yes, fabulous oh. Barry Humphreys, who I have realised as I've toured around America, and they ask me about you know who the famous Australian comedians are, and I say yeah. Barry Humphreys, expecting that everybody will know who he is. Right, people don't really know who he is. Really, right. No. But what if you say Dave Medner? Yeah, still not as much. Oh, right. I was like, she was in Alec McBeal, and they start looking at me weird. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i actually surprised by that. It's actually hard to explain, Damien, to Patterson? someone. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Stone, they're Sandy, right across. Sandy Stone, they're right across. <laughs> the cross, that's, oh, that's a stoning, right. Yeah, stoning. Um <laughs> I, I realise how hard it is to explain Dame Edna because, I, like I said to them, I said, well, it's like, you know, this a famous Australian comedian called Barry Humphreys and he had a range of characters, mm. but his most popular character was a social satire uh, called Dame Edna Everidge. But uh, she became so popular because she was <laughs> one of those characters that worked both as a satirical tool of like, you know, that, that style of Australia. Yeah. But it was also kind of embraced by that part of Australia as well. Yeah. It was much like uh, Kaz and Kim did years later. Yeah, Which yeah. was, they were making something that was gently satirising a, a way of life, but was kind of fondly embraced by the people who actually lived that way of life. Yeah, the, you can still... To, to satirise something doesn't mean you can't have affection. Oh, I, in that, fact, that, that I, think for the, I think the great satires almost have to have... Yeah. Well, like, there's compassion. And if you bring... Affection, or care at least. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you're going to satirise, say... I mean... You can't tell me that the people who made Yes Minister yes. did not love politics. Right. They were obviously, you know, they loved it but, <laughs> and, but and fascinated, but they also hated it and, you know, saw yeah. all the things that were wrong with it. Yeah. But you can't do that without a... Like a deep abiding love. Right. Yeah. You have to be an expert in it. You know, this is, this to, is why uh, left-wing political jokes work and right-wing political jokes don't work because the left still has that 
you know, uneasy. Come on, let's, you know, let's embrace. Yeah. Let's embrace and make this happen. So the jokes, therefore, come from a deeper understanding, whereas right-wing uh, political jokes are just like, uh, everyone else is a cunt. And therefore, can never quite get there. Well, not, no, uh, that's, not, that's not, a broad generalization. It's, it's by not. The way. It's not every. I don't think it's narrow enough. Because oh. it's, it's not everyone's a cunt. That's not the, their attitude. Yeah, their attitude is, and I'm not going to say the c word one more time. I said it once to prove that I could, but now I'm done with it. Ah, uh, well, uh, is this forever? Oh no, no, no! I just don't like to say it a lot. I, okay, we're going to ramble all over the place here, but that's fine. It sounds like the show. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I um I, I, I would have shit myself if suddenly we heard a voiceover saying uh, next up on Triple M. It's like oh, oh God, we, what have we done? We've come to the wrong place. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> either that or Triple M have just decided it's easier to just play the podcast and <laughs> yeah. employ people. Yeah, it's working out well for them. It's a free download. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I tick the wrong box on the iTunes there, yeah. and it, it actually there's a technicality in there. That as soon as I put it on the internet, <sighs> it could just be used by anybody. Oh. So I. I'm actually hosting breakfast radio in seven different country towns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to our listeners in Finland, be careful on those roads. <laughs> so, um, language. I mean, I'm interested in uh, in language a lot. I'm trying to change some of the things that I have been saying. I'm trying to be more careful about my language and the way I use my language. Just like then. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that, was me. That, was an exa- that was an example. That was good. Uh, because I do say words that I shouldn't say. Right. Um, and and I, I think that language does have power. Mm. And the more I read... Uh, okay, so Rebecca Shaw, who's been a guest on this mm. program before mm. at Brocklesnitch on uh, Twitter, <laughs> yes. she wrote a great um, uh, piece about... Because there's a, a, a sort of a right-wing columnist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like to label people like that, but I think she would consort, c- consider herself a conservative columnist called Miranda Devine oh, yeah. in Australia. And she wrote... She'd spell it with a K. She... <laughs> Three case. Oh, no. They're half labeled her. Uh, but it's so easy to do because she's so mean and nasty. Yeah, and she's wearing that white hood. Yeah. <laughs> so, just because it's laundry day. That's why. That's the only reason. <laughs> so, you it know, helps you... me concentrate when I write. I'll, I'll be honest. Your and... excuses are your own, Miranda. Right, no. I mean, what? And look, it was dark in the room and I needed to see what I was writing. And there was a cross uh, there because I'm religious. Right. But, like, the only thing I could get light out of was to light the cross and... This is a terrible misunderstanding. It's just, and look, I, I, I forgot to bring my belt that day. Oh, so no. I tied a length of rope into, right. like, just a... Just to hold things up. Some sort of loop around my... Yeah. Like a loop. There's nothing well, wrong I mean, here. There's no other name for that. Like, a loop. Yeah. Some sort of loop with a long bit of rope on the end of it. Yeah, so you can... The old loop rope. So then when you take it off, you can hang it hang up. Hang it up. So yeah. I've just taken it off to be comfortable because I'm riding yeah. by the... Not light of my... Well, the, the, I need light because of the hood. Yeah. And so... The cross is burning. cross is that's burning. that's the only thing I could set fire to. I own that. If I, I mean, set fire to cross. something else... Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, I'm just... It's... I just work here. <laughs> anyway, I think we cleared that up. Uh, she wrote something about how gay people had to get over. Some footballer had been called... Uh, no, year, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has, called, someone called the... Um, the NRL, there was the, isn't that her article that was calling the oh, NRL yeah. are so gay <laughs> or yeah. something like that? And it's like, really? Yeah. Come on. And it was just that thing. She goes, she goes Boring. Oh, well, it doesn't matter that he said gay because uh, her arguments were along the lines of the person who was, um, uh, who was the person made the homophobic slur towards wasn't gay. So yeah. her point was partly that it can't be homophobia if the person's not gay. Oh, right. 
What? <laughs> yeah, but there are other homosexuals in the world who heard it. Yeah. Like, it's not like, like that's how... Oh, like, it's not offensive, like, because it, it was okay there. That, re- that really racist thing I said wasn't racist, because I said it to my white guy yeah. at our meeting with our hoods on. Well, that's what happened when... Uh, <laughs> that's Mc- why they can't understand why people think they're racist. Yeah. They're like, we're not saying any of stuff to black people. No. We just say mean things about black people to other white people. How can right. that be racist? Yeah, exactly. It's like when Eddie Maguire called Kane Corns an old cunt. Yeah. Like, he didn't get offended by it, so other cunts couldn't get offended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that has taken us well over the quota. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I don't think... I've never really had much feedback from people. I don't think that word is... Well, we're not using it in a like nasty way. We're just using it in uh, an exclamation mark kind of way. I know, but here's, here's the thing that I would say. Yeah. Is that much like the argument that when someone says... Because Miranda then goes on to say, you know, well, kids these days use, don't use it in the, that way. They mean gay as in bad, gay as in like you're a loser. And I'm yeah. like, um, are you... Like, are you also, re- do you just write the words and then never read them back to yourself? Because, <laughs> like, that's the point. Yes. They're using the word gay. Yes. To, to say shit loser out. Yes. or shit. Yeah. Imagine if the word, they were using the word Miranda yeah. to mean loser or shit. Yes. I mean, it's just, anyway, it's so outrageous. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing about saying cunt is that I don't want anyone to think that like i do enjoy the word but i don't want someone to think that it's a misog- like you, when you're saying that that you're because you're linking them being a terrible person with that word being for a te- like do you mean yeah like in that same way i've never called that, that part of a woman's body that word no neither have i no in fact well i've called it a vajayjay because that seems like it's Oprah. <laughs> you're, you're having a conversation with Oprah. You, you know, were on Oprah. Yeah, I was on. Remember? Yeah, when well, you were on Oprah. Yeah, when goodness. I was when I was promoting uh, my CD, Idiot yeah, Manchild. Well, yeah, yeah. When, well, well, Oprah had joined. Yeah, she'd to seen promote me, the Idiot Manchild CD. Yeah, she'd seen a little bit I did on uh, at the Sydney Comedy Festival gala. Yeah, about hairy babies. How did, how did, she you, how did it, you see that? I don't know. She was just flicking through YouTube. Yes, you know, you get caught down the rabbit hole. And then uh, she... Uh, what had she been watching immediately before she got onto your... Let's, let's see if we can trace it back to oh, what right, yeah. Oprah was watching. Uh, so, I to think get onto was, you, how well, did you... Well, I think it was uh, uh, a little bit of The Librarians. Oh, she likes the TV show The Librarians? Librarians, yeah. Okay, so how did she um, yeah, get onto The Librarians? Well, uh, because... Uh, Oprah's she, book club was it about she was was she googling libraries Would, no 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 <laughs> she um, she'd uh, once met Heath Ledger oh yeah and he had oh, told yeah, no, her no, about no. how he nearly didn't get the role of the Joker and uh, she said oh who did it nearly go to and he said well I've heard that it was Lockie Hume oh yeah because Lockie uh, has told me the story yeah. And so then she thought, oh, like, God, Heath Ledger was so good. Can there really be two Australian actors that amazing? No. So she looked at Lockie Hume and, and was flicking through some of his stuff and got him on the librarians and then went, well, who's that dashing young fella in, uh, who looks like he could be quite angry in play base? All right. So, uh, so Heath Ledger got her to Lockie Hume. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that, that, that story ticks out. Yeah. So it's true. Right. <laughs> And I want to bury. <laughs> okay, so this is to get back to this, which was uh, that I actually don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, no, no, we got we we went down a rabbit hole. That was the that was the irony that was the of great, it. That this was is the, great the inception thing about of conversations. Yeah, come on, guys. 
I'm oh. waiting for the bell to go off and then I'll wake up and then we'll find out that we're in this podcast. Then we'll wake up. Then we'll discover we're at Triple M going, oh, no, it's happened again. <laughs> so the Herald Sun uh, have a confidential column. It's like two pages of gossip, yeah, It's not basically. very confidential. Everyone can read Everyone it. Everyone can read it. <laughs> Everyone does. Yeah. In Sydney, uh, in their confidential section, it takes about eight people, eight uh, journalists. Yeah. Uh, to put together the uh, two-page gossip section in the paper. Yeah, right. In Adelaide, it's one of the guys that sells the big issue on Rundle Mall. <laughs> and he does it now and again. He's like, I saw a guy in a hat. <laughs> oh, good spot. That's good, actually. Yeah. Well spotted. <laughs> He's always up and down Rundle Mall. But, um, you know, it's look, it's part of the... At least it's the part of the newspaper that doesn't pretend that it's news. He kind of yes. knows what it is. And in the newspapers Why? that they run... Like, in the newspapers, well, maybe it doesn't quite know what it is. But, yeah, but, but it, compared to the rest of those newspapers, yeah, it has a sense of... I think that's actually unfair. The Herald Sun newspaper, which is Rupert Murdoch's tabloid newspaper in Melbourne, yeah. has a fantastic um, sports section. Like, oh, so good. They're really good. It's really good. And um, they do some pretty... There's some other good stuff in there. And mm. they run hard news and it's a tabloid newspaper. But they're mm. not... They're not the worst. They can be the worst, but they're not the worst. And even their confidential isn't too bad. So during the comedy festival, for example, um, they assist, I was guest editor of Confidential. So oh, right. It was two pages of like, you know, so they took some photos of me doing different things and wrote some different articles about me. So the idea is I've guest edited and written it all. But you yeah. don't. You just go in and get interviewed by one of them and they... They write it all up, yeah. right? And, you know, they were really good. Like, last year they let me tip three people I thought were going to be, like, stars of the festival. And they were like, yeah, they let me see people like Ronnie Chang and Luke McGregor and stuff who have gone on to be yeah. those sort of people. And so, again, this year, like, you know, they let me, you know, I plug Tegan's show and a bunch of other shows. And it was like, yeah. so they're, they're actually good about giving the mm. space and, you know, encouraging that sort of thing. So this isn't really a slag at them, uh, only that the confidential, so... For anyone who thought that I actually wrote those articles, I don't think anyone would have. I but did. the clue <laughs> But the clue would have been that I actually know the name of my own TV show. Oh yes, yes. Like, because they it was like I because it was the conceit that <laughs> I had written this article. But the whole way through it's called the Gruen Report. Yes. Which it has never been called. No. And I was like, if someone like thinks that I wrote this are they now thinking, he doesn't know the name of his own TV show? Or have we been watching it incorrectly? Or have we missed a series? Because we have oh, had a lot yeah, of different names. Yeah. Oh, what's this new Gruen report? Oh, that must have been the, the, the three-parter they did where they solved the murder at the end. <laughs> oh, we better spin this off into a show about advertising. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it's fair to say that Confidential don't always get everything Exactly right. Right. and But now I think they do. Now, this morning, <laughs> so the Barry Award, which is the best in show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, yeah. uh, that neither Justin and I have previously won, but we have both been nominated. We've been up there because I like... Yep. So, um, but we've never won it. Uh, I woke up this morning and I read in the Confidential some uh, great news about you, yep, Justin. Because it, it said uh, Barry Award winning Justin Hamilton. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's in the news. It's in the news. So that's a fact, baby. Well, I think you just put it on your poster, like in quotes. Barry, Barry Award winner, The Herald Sun. The Herald Sun. <laughs> the Herald right. Sun, 24 days. Right. I can do that, right? <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll call my show that. Right. <laughs> well, what it's like to be a winner and not know. Right. <laughs> I'm just like a, I'm like a mildly melancholic Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Just walking around, lots of good things happening, but I'm just not quite appreciating it because I'm always just like missing it. 
think that um, <laughs> Ferris Bueller's like if they made a Ferris, how old would Ferris Bueller? He'd be older than us. Be now. He he'd be getting close to. He'd be like forty six, forty seven. So probably even yeah, right. Mm. So, so he'd be dealing with his own young punk, who would be kind of. So tell yeah, tell me what you think. So run me through because you you boy, I mean I I'm assuming before we leap into this conversation that you're. Well and truly across the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, oh, enough without to, a yeah, doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the all-time. Great. The movie's called Ferris Bueller Bueller because <laughs> it's a sequel. Ferris Bueller Bueller. <laughs> yeah, Imagine Ferris the- Bueller Bueller Bueller. <laughs> oh, although that guy ended up having some dodgy sex things, didn't he? The Bueller 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 oh, guy. Does can everyone stop having dodgy sex things so uh, I can keep enjoying shit without feeling a mild shadow of shame? I mean, and I'm, just don't do it because it's bad. And you forced me to become a denier, like fucking Brian Singer. I don't know what the truth of that's going to be, by the way. Right. Uh, but my God, like I basically so just because I wanted to see X Men so much that I just like want to see it before like it any definite truth comes out. Oh right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want to slip in in that plausible denial. Well, he still might be fine, but I right. but I know I want to see X Men so much that he could like I could be walking into the cinema and he could have his like dick in some fucking kid's ear and I would just like put my hand up to my eye and walk by <laughs> pretending God. I never saw it. Wow. Because I, I want to see that movie so much. And you just like once seen, never not seen. Ah, oh, well I can't I can't go in if once I mean so and I've, look, I've spoken about this a little bit on the podcast before, but I think as comedians or as entertainers, we've got to start f- stop. I think it's like, we might have to stop fucking, um, well, f- stop fucking kids. Yeah, I was, I was, you know what? I thought no, it feels like he should say this, <laughs> but I was ready to go. If you stumbled for a second longer, it was all mine. <laughs> no, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Do not edit that. <laughs> Come on, we're in this together, people. We love you. Don't hurt us. <laughs> this is okay. So this is the point I'm trying to make: is that we are quick to point our finger at the Catholic Church. Yes, we are quick to point our finger at Boy Scout leaders or whatever. Yeah, you know, cliched. I over the years have you know. I don't even have any proof about Boy Scout leaders. That's just I that could be a myth for all I know. Right, but I use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, had used it. Our our fucking industry is riddled with horrible people. Right. Well, we like, make fun of our industry. Don't uh, you think? Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I was making Rolf Harris jokes last night. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I, I, not, I missed where this was going. Well, I, I feel like we have a moral high ground. Yeah. Like where we point the finger at other industries. Like you know, it's like so. For example, we're happy in our industry to go. Um, Rolf Harris yes. or um, Hey Dad or yes. whatever or like whatever the reference is. Yes. But what we're not doing is saying all entertainers are pedophiles. Oh, right. You know, yeah. we say all... I mean, I know we're not saying this, but we will make jokes along About the lines of Catholic all Catholic priest. priests are pedophiles. Yeah. All Boy Scout leaders are... What we should be doing is naming and shaming. <laughs> you want us to get fucking Darren Hinch on our asses and let's fucking right. make some magic. That's a good point. I'll no, that's do it. exactly the point I was making. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. I will lay a dollar down on that shit. I <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's he's. I was thinking about this recently. That's going to be my new saying from now on. I'll lay a dollar down on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before, but I like it. <laughs> I might keep it. <laughs> what circumstances would you use that in? Like if I saw a pretty girl. <laughs> well, what is that? Oh man, I'd lay a dollar down on that shit. 
that would work all right. That would be good. What? But what does it mean? Oh, whatever you want because, it to mean. Because I think some people might think it was offensive. Because oh, firstly, really? No, yeah. it's just the rhythm of the words. Yeah, I know. Well, I know when you say it like that, it and sounds say, like it's you, nice. But, but it's got to be... But you... It's also if I was... Uh, because here's... If I pick this apart, I don't oh, want to ruin the magic. no. But... All right. So you're calling the thing shit for a start. Like, I'd lay a dollar down on that shit. So yeah, but no, no, no. It. But it's more shit. Okay. All right. Now, a dollar's not a lot. No, but I'm, like I'm picturing myself in 1973. Is, basically, what you're saying is that woman looks like a cheap prostitute. No. Oh, my That's God. That's what you're saying. For $1, I would like... No, I see. I was picturing that's myself. There. That's your that's your catchphrase. Oh, yeah, well, it is. Well, I said it was, so I've got to stand by my words. Fuck, this is a nightmare. I just like the rhythm of it, and I pictured myself in 1973 wearing yeah. a yellow shirt and tight white pants. The shirt's tucked in, the buttons done, just down a little bit, revealing some hair. I've got an afro, I've got some shades, and I'm just grooving as I'm walking down the street. Oh, you know that's fine. 1973 misogyny was fine. Oh, it's not. It's 2014. That's the problem. Well, it's not the well, problem. I'm stuck I'm with just this. Saying that we need to evolve. I've locked in for a year. Like once I make a deal with myself, that's I'm well, I'm fucked. I am in lots of trouble for the rest of this year. You know? Oh well. Shit. <laughs> I laid a dollar down on that shit. <laughs> oh no, I can't get out of it. <laughs> See, it can mean bad things as well. <laughs> well, we just have to rethink it. We have to... Oh, gee whiz. You know. This is turning into an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Have you been watching uh, Mad Men? You know, do you, do you want to start this? Because I... Look, I know I'm in the minority here, but I have loved every episode with all of my heart, and last night's episode nearly brought me to tears, and I all I had in my head were three letters... And three exclamation marks, and they were Don. Oh. <laughs> I, I loved it. And watching that back to back with Game of Thrones, I think was honestly the greatest two hours of just watching a show after a show that you have not booked or, or taped or anything that I've ever experienced. <laughs> well, that's good because I'm only one week behind on both those shows because oh, okay. I was working last yeah, yesterday, oh. working and traveling yesterday, so I haven't had an opportunity to catch up. I'm but glad you pointed that out before I ruined everything. No, no, no. But like, I, but I think both those shows have been in good places this year. Mm. Like I've been, like I, I didn't go off Mad Men last season. That, I, I think that's unfair, but I just found it hard to get in a rhythm where I wanted to keep watching the next episode. Right. Like, you know, sometimes with the show, I always, I always, when I would watch the episode, I would enjoy it, but I wouldn't get in a rhythm of going, oh God, I finished one and I really like want to. And there is something about Mad Men that sometimes because of, particularly with uh, Don's, sometimes I relate to some of the bad decisions he makes. Uh, you know, in the same way that I don't like, and we've spoken about this before, I don't like uh, prank calls. Yeah. Even brilliant prank calls yeah. make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can get that, like that with Don. Yeah. Like in that there's sometimes when I know he's about to do something really fucking terrible yeah. that, and self-destructive that I have to, I can't, like I have to stop. Yeah. I have to be like, you know what? I'm not in a good place right now for me to watch I, you do this. I agree with everything you said, except 
I'm the exact opposite. I can't stop watching. It's the first thing I do when I know that I've got it. I think about it the way I used to think about Lost, and I am locked in with Don, and I am... I know he's fictional. I know he's fictional. Right. But here's the thing, right? Uh, even your closest friends, like how, like how fucking close are we? There are parts of each other that we don't know. Oh, and, yeah, of course. and it's like that with everyone. But you know what? I know everything about Don. I know everything about him. So in a way, he feels more real to me. Uh-huh. And so I am locked in and I really want <laughs> the redemption of Don because I still think for all the terrible things that character has done that there is essentially a really fucking great guy deep down that he just doesn't know how to tap into. I agree. I um, and so, well, what I was really going to say was I think this series, I have had, like, you know, I sat down and watched three episodes the other day mm. when I had some time and was really enjoying it. And, I mean, I, I think, you know, let's not go into it because I know people are up to different parts of it. But, um, you know, he's in a very different place in his mm. life in a lot of different ways. But also they even just that idea of people going on without him. Mm. I think that doesn't give too much away. Well, like, no. you know, it feels like a lot of people are realising that they can go on without him and he's having to deal with that. And I found it really interesting and compelling. And and, and I think John Hamm has been spectacular. Uh, he's he's a, like, such he's, a good actor. He's really under, underrated. So we were underrated. both just talking about that difficult men book yeah. by Brett Martin. Yeah. And they talk about in that how he, you know, they weren't going to put him in that role. Yeah. Like was, I can't imagine you can't anyone imagine else. Anyone else? He, uh, Don Draper's my favorite TV character since Doug Ross. Like that's that's my love for 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 Don. Uh, yeah, my, and he's my favorite from since Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he started that sentence, I was thinking, I wonder who he's going to choose. Ross is a good one, actually, because I did laugh a lot at Ross. Like he was very funny in the early seasons with his slapstick. He wasn't even my favourite character from Friends. No, I, <laughs> no, that is a fact as well, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Mad Men is spectacular and it's not just Don. Like I'm, you know, I am locked in with Peggy. I am locked in with so many of those characters. But it's for me, it's it's all about the Don. And and uh, for the people who watched the last season and talked about how bleak it was, if you, I reckon if you just hung in there and got to that final scene or that look that he exchanged with his daughter, that was the moment where I, I actually finished that season optimistic because I was like, oh, maybe, may, maybe he can be okay. <laughs> and, so, and so I've been really uh, craving uh, uh, this season to start and I have, I have loved every second of it. And at one point he smashed a typewriter and I thought, my God, if it was a printer, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Because then I could completely relate. <laughs> I um, yeah. I mean, I I have, I have really been enjoying watching. Mm. I've got to say. Uh, okay, so what do you think that um, John Hamm is going to do after Mad Men? Because I I think that for him, I mean, I know he's doing other stuff as well. Mm. But he's got that g- baseball movie coming out. Yeah, Million Dollar Arm. I read a very interesting review of it where someone said I think it was for Vulture, about where- the world's most expensive handjob artist. No, oh. a million dollar arm. That was, right. <laughs> no, that was my. That was my opposite of. I'll put a dollar. I'll lay a dollar on that shit. You stuck with a million it now. Dollar arm. <laughs> 
Um, uh, no, it's the the baseball, that, the baseball one where they and it said you they know, go to find cricketers in India, yeah, and bring them over. And yeah. the, the guy said, you know, it it pushes buttons, it's sentimental, it's this, it's that, and it all works. <laughs> and yeah, I thought, yeah. yeah, that's great. Oh, it's my sort of film. Yeah, and you know that they've. Um, you know that because the actual story, because the two guys, neither of them have actually made it. Mm. You know, like one of them's still having a decent crack, and one of them's not, yeah, mm. playing baseball at all. But yeah, um, but they'll have to manufacture a moment early on. Like there'll just be a an ending to the movie where, like, yes. one of them pitches really fast one time, and yeah. that seems like a real triumphant moment. Because they probably can't then go six months later. Yeah, do these guys. One guy was no, an accountant. That, that, <laughs> that, they can do that in the bit that nobody sticks around for, which is the writing with the music playing. I'd have like a a, a mildly orange font to kind of suggest nostalgia, oh, nice. and on black with some fucking John Williamson music playing. Uh, so uh, John Williams. Yeah, you know, <laughs> son of John Williams. Oh, we thought we we couldn't afford John Williams, but the good news is, <laughs> rip, rip, wood chip, turn it into paper. Six a months later, blow. the Gatti Copter was still pitching for, for the Cincinnati Royals. Say Three weeks later, he became an accountant. <laughs> That's how it'd work. <laughs> uh, so I think John Ham could do whatever he wants, but I think oh, he yeah. might be one of those people that people don't want to see. Yeah, you know, he'll get offered a lot of Don Draper roles. You yeah, know? you know he was good in the town, and uh, I thought, he was good in the town. Actually, he was really good. I reckon uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I would actually like to see him doing a remake. Ferris oh. Wheeler's Day Off. Yep, you nailed it. And, he uh, should be old he's, Ferris. He's old Ferris. Because Matthew Broderick can't have it. No. Because none of us like him anymore. Oh. And he's pudgy. None of us want to think that Ferris got pudgy. No. We, we think we want him to change his whole facial structure and look quite handsome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Ferris could have grown into John Hamm. <laughs> oh, yeah. If Ferris Bueller was made out of plasticine, <laughs> which looking at Matthew Broderick now is the irony. <laughs> <laughs> we won't give him the role. <laughs> Stick around Ferris, Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a time travel film where young Ferris Bueller flashes forward. Yeah. Oh, he tries to have another the, day off, yeah. but he turns up, he ends up in his life 20 years in the future. Yeah. Oh, no, I reckon he can He can see two timelines. One where he's John Hamm and one where he's Matthew Broderick. Oh my God. And he has to make, and, but yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't know what's the right decision. And he goes the Matthew decision. Broderick and he goes, how about a day off the pudding, Matthew? That could be your new saying. <laughs> no matter who it is. My name's Joanne. How about the day off the pudding, Matthew? I'm Sally. <laughs> but um, no. No, all right. What? John Hamm in a remake, even though I don't like remakes. Daredevil. No. No, 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 no. Witness. Oh. oh. The Harrison Ford film directed by Peter Weir. You know what? Imagine John Hamm as a cop that has to go into the Amish community and help build a barn and fucking stick an ice cream in some motherfucker's face. Why How good would that movie be? Why isn't John Hamm in Star Wars? He could be Ham Solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, booyah! That cleared the fence. <laughs> I'd like to thank the ball boys, the ball girls, and also ask one question, what sport are we playing? <laughs> I just saw a ball. <laughs> I um, 
No, 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 but he would be good as like in He'd the Star amazing. Wars universe because oh. he's got that kind of, but also as witness. Oh, no, no. Eddie Harrison let's... Ford film, The Fugitive. He could do any of them. Yeah. He could, oh, he could be the new Indiana. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Actually, you know what? He could I think be. we've actually stumbled on something now. Yes. John Hamm could do Indiana Jones. Yeah. He could. I'd like to see him. You know what he could do? Because he's not like an action hero, but you could buy him as like, Oh yeah, try. It. You know what he'd be really good at the the, the stuff that was all that puts Indiana uh, in a different ballpark to other action heroes who have franchises. Sometimes he struggles, right? Like he he puffs when he's jumping, or something doesn't. Even when it works for him, it doesn't work quite as well as he'd like. And right. you know, and then he gets cocky in the in the in the car, and the Nazi comes and throws him under. And then when he comes back, and here's another thing that he has in common with James Bond. He fucking digs killing Nazis or killing people. Yeah. Like he just really bam oh, yeah, gets yeah. into it, and that's a uh, could John Hamm be James Bond? Oh, that is interesting. He'd have to do a British accent, mm. or I'm sure he could do it. I'm sure he could do it. It'd feel like a waste, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he's. I reckon Ham's too big for Bond. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he, he would have been. I'm just asking uh, questions. I reckon. Uh, I'm thinking about that star. Oh, do you know what my Star Wars theory is? Oh, I don't know. Uh, are you anyway? So you know how Mark oh. Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are in the next movies? Yeah. Right. So this is what I reckon is going to happen to give this new movie uh, relevance. Okay, great. So Luke will be the. Uh, Master Jedi, teaching new Jedis, searching for new Jedis. Yep, Leia, sense. I would guess, will be high up, like president of planet fucking Endor or whatever. Yep. So, okay, well, what's Han Solo doing, right? Now, take into account that Harrison Ford quite clearly does not like <laughs> anything to do with Star Wars, the way he answers questions. Even if he's being grumpy, there is still quite clearly a disdain for it. They're not going to get him for a whole trilogy. You know how long you're going to get Harrison Ford? One movie. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to do what he wanted to have happen in Return of the Jedi. So that's the deal. So Han may be Chewie in a big heroic moment, get killed uh, towards the end of the first one, Mm -hmm. where you go... Oh my God. And it's him saving like Adam Driver, who's reportedly their son or something like that, gives that actor credibility. It gives the movie credibility. Harrison Ford says Sayonara. And now you've got a new kind of darkness to play with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I think I'm not saying it will happen, but that could be cool. Well, they could kill him early. Do you know what I mean? Like before the credits. Before the credits. (laughs) Like one of the letters drops off in the scroll, <laughs> he gets crushed by Giant H. <laughs> it's the opening scene, and you see that the scroll comes up a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and you see the Millennium Falcon <laughs> like coming across, and then one of the letters, or or it just like it just clips yeah. the side of the letter and yeah. spins off, and it just explodes into the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and like, you just hear Chewie like, yeah. screaming. <laughs> They go into the. I've never done that before. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) And then, as soon as the credits finish, it just comes up to Luke and Leia going, Did Han and Chewie just blow up in the scroll? uh... There's a disturbance in the force, (laughs) (laughs) a disturbance in the fonts. I think that, yeah, well, I mean, I think it's great that they got the old uh, actors because it means it'll have a good connection to the old story. Mm. And Lawrence Kasdan's writing it, right? Mm. He's a good writer. 
He's a good he's writer. He's written some very, very, very good movies. And J.J. Abrams, look, the, the, you know, not everything he touches is gold, but I if was, he lets other people... Like, he brings a lot of shiny to the table. Yeah, you know what I think... He's a big ideas guy. Yeah. And then he's not... I don't think he's so particularly great at following through. So, as long as you've got good people around. You know what I reckon he is also a little bit? And uh, people draw this comparison, but there uh, there are many comparisons between these guys, but there's a slight difference. This is a comparison with Spielberg. They both, uh, I reckon, from what you can tell, just really fucking decent guys, just really good guys who do their work and they love it and they're a bit nerdy and do whatever else they can and very generous with their time, etc. Oh, yeah. You mean Ivan Spielberg, who works at Lord of the Fries, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He always gives me nuggets. I don't even ask for them, right? I know. He's a good guy. (laughs) But the... Reminds me a lot of J.J. Abrams. Yes. Well, he's always giving me fries as well. (laughs) But the the thing with Spielberg is he never forgot that kids in movies can be arseholes. Oh, yeah, yeah, They can be real shits. But you can still have affection for them, even with them acting like that, whereas Abrams' kids are all just a little bit bland Mm -hmm. because even the one that was the chubby kid in Super 8 who was the annoying one, he was really nice. He was just a bit overbearing. (laughs) So there was... Yeah, whereas like it, what actually, adults actually realise is that most children are terrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, and kids are idiots. Oh, that's that's why I'm like, scared I mean, of being a parent. Because your job is to get them, this is your job as a parent, hey. get them to 18. Right. And then from then, it's Like good being luck. a parent, when you see like a parent out in public, yeah. like sometimes it's basically all they're just saying to their kids is, hey, idiot. Hey, idiot. Yeah. Hey, idiot. Hey, idiot. Yeah. Like, and, not in, and I'm sure that I'm not, this is not to say in any way that, it diminishes the great joy you get from having children. Or, yeah. But, like, you know, I see it through the context of, oh, my God, we must have been so annoying to our fucking parents. Oh, without a like, just doubt. Like, when you're a kid, you know when you, you see a dad, like, walking a kid down the cafe in the morning or whatever, and the kid's just jabbering at the dad. Yeah. And you see this look in the dad's eyes of, like, not in a mean way, but he's just not really listening. Yeah. Like, he's just, the kid's just talking, and that's what he has to talk, and they're yeah. going down there, you know, but, like, it's like, oh, you just have to get to a point where you just tune some of it out. Yeah. So... People are seeing this every day. That's the only point. I didn't want to be mean-spirited to, you know, people who are parents. No, no, no. We're actually acknowledging how difficult it looks. Right. But these people aren't idiots. Like, you know, they go to the movies and if they see... They still... My point is that despite all that, they still love those kids, Mm, right? Yeah. So... Because they were relatable. Right. Because you knew them. Because you either thought, oh, that's Gary, or Gary's thinking, oh, my God, imagine hanging out with someone like that. Right. You know? (laughs) So, it it worked. So, he just kind of... uh, He just... I think he's just a little bit bland. And I I, I really... I really... I agree. work to love his films. But if I'm really honest, I don't love them. I enjoy them. I've never not enjoyed it, but I, I like him, so I just try to like it a little bit more. I, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I think that he does a really, really competent job. Mm. You know? Yeah. And like, I saw the second Star Trek film twice, and after the second one went, I don't remember yeah. enjoying it that much to see it a second time. Uh-huh. Why did I do that? I think I just... No. Well, because you kind of like... It won't be like it won't be terrible. No. Like, you know, that's... I think that... The, <laughs> like, he's one of those guys that you're always like, you know what, it won't be terrible. No, it'll like, be good. It's like, like it'll be... It'll yeah. Be, no, not necessarily, you know, he's like TV touch, which just seems to be God. like, I'll just throw every idea at the table. Some of them are great and some of them are just... Just what is going on? Like, that on? fucking almost human. I tried oh, to watch right. that and... oh. Terrible. 
Oh, I mean, it was just... Was that Keith Urban? Yeah, the musician. Yes. (laughs) It was Keith Urban, wasn't it? Nicole Kidman's husband. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's... uh, Wasn't it a a reality TV show where (laughs) she came back as an android? (laughs) And we had to find out how long it took for Keith Urban to find out. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, Nicole Kidman's on a cruise in the Caribbean with her girlfriends. He still hasn't (laughs) realised. I would definitely watch that for a dollar. <laughs> I know, I can't even get my own <laughs> uh, You're tuning in to two men enjoying each other's company. <laughs> Later tonight, more giggling. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, you went and saw the X Men film. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, the X Men, as yeah. we were a little earlier, um, without giving away, with, without you know spo- spoilers, because mm. I haven't even seen it yet, and I am very excited about seeing it. Mm. Uh, how, how did you feel? Uh, you know what? I enjoyed it while I was watching it. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Thought it was pretty well made, etc. There's uh, there's one plot decision early on that bugged me, and it was uh, it was an internal logic. Uh, plot points. Uh, Can you explain it without giving too much away? Um, I, they... I mean, people kind of get. I imagine if you've seen any of the previews, like, well, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to guess from the previews. So I'm not doing any. This mm-hmm. is not really spoilers. Like mm. these are all the things. That are you, you going to try and say. guess what the plot? Point... Okay. Well, I'm going to try to guess what the plot is, and you can kind of just, oh, yeah. like, you know. So, well, obviously, the main bit is that there's some future threat. Right. And um, uh, they realise that they have to, like, team together. Yep. Um, and so they send Wolverine back through time. Yep. I'm assuming because he's indestructible and so he can travel yep. through the time or something. Yep. And, um, and anyway, he has to go back and convince them to work together to save the future, right? And right. then so they go back and... Part of the joy of the movie will be meeting all those X Men people that you met as adults, as yeah. young people and stuff. Yeah, hijinks, yeah. hijinks issue. Yes, issue. and hijinks is the word for it. Yeah, there's well, there's a plot point early on where there's a bunch of them working together, and then everyone but one of the characters goes with them, and it's just like it to me. It just makes no sense because this guy's pretty cool. So what are you doing? Like you're you're right. trying to save the world. Don't you think that guy would be really fucking helpful? Right. And you're just, hey, catch you later. You know, so that was just a... Oh, that right. Was, uh, and and you, there was no sort of reason, like, why that guy no, is like... No. And it just, just makes like, no sense. And, hey, uh, we're off to save the world, but... Um, right. I mean, I know you're... Uh, okay, let's put it in a different context. So is it the equivalent of sort of, like, uh, the Avengers going around to Bruce Banner's place and being like, so... um. Look, there's this. Well, turns the, out there's this massive threat, and we have to go and save the world. So uh, Iron Man's here, and uh, Thor's Thor's here, and Hawkeye's uh, here, and we got the Black Widow on board. So um, and Cap. Oh, Cap's here, of course. He yeah. drove. He drove. And uh, anyway, uh, yeah. All right. Make sure you clean up before you leave. Good. To, it's exactly like yeah, that. Right. But after you've just had uh, a battle together, where the Hulk. 
pretty much won the day. <laughs> so right. okay, so, right. so it's, it's like you know, you've just won the NBA championship yeah. and you turn it around to LeBron and say, well, I wish he could keep playing with us. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> well, I just, what? I mean, this is, yeah. Anyway. I thought we were team guys. Right. It just made no sense. So that, okay. was, that bugged that me. That was yeah. just in the back of my head throughout the movie. And then there's Do also... You think that people, sometimes people think because it's a movie about time-travelling Wolverines and fucking, you know, whatever. I'm that, being a bit... Too nerdy, focusing on something like that? No, no, like no, that. no. But I, I, I think that it's more important to get that shit right. Yeah, in right. In those movies where you're already people... Because like, yeah, you need people to kind of forget that all this weird shit's going on. You can't right. just keep going, ah, but magic or... Yeah, ah, but you have to get weird. the they're human mutants. things right. You have to get all those things right. So The that things the that we can things, relate to. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And uh, anyway, it was just... And my, my friend who went along, uh, I said to I was talking when I brought it up with her. She was like, "Yeah, I was thinking that as well." Mm, mm. And 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 that person is part of the best scene of the movie, in my opinion. And then towards the end, uh, there, I'm not. I didn't find the ending quite satisfying enough. And I don't know if it's because I know the comic and I've known the comic for about. 25, 30 years. For a second there, I thought, like, the way you said that, like, you know, oh, yeah, I know the comic. It's like, what comic's in it? Like, oh, I com- like, oh yeah, there's comic. a comic book. Yeah, not yeah. the comedian. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, like, is Bill Bailey in it or something? It's uh, Pommy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Triple X Man. He's a... Uh- <laughs> He continues performing, like you know that scene from Amazing Spider-Man where Stan Lee's listening to the music and it's all going on behind him. Yeah. Pommy's killing an audience, and it's all going on behind him, and he's missing all of it. But uh, and even his audience is missing it. Yeah, because they fucking just enjoying Pommy. Pommy, so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a positive scene. It's a good scene. It's a very good scene. Uh, I'm glad he said yes to it. So um, uh, last time we were going to podcast was during the comedy festival, but I got a, my I was I got to the point where I was. Uh, pretty exhausted and my yep. voice was pretty rough so I was keeping it uh, for the show and wasn't doing else, anything else during the day and uh, that meant that we didn't get to talk about Noah the movie Noah oh lord because remember when yes. you called me and you're like we've got to do a podcast because I've just seen Noah right right now in my travels and because I was busy I, I didn't even manage to see Noah right at the time you had a burning passion Ah. Oh. Man. Have you told people about your opinions about this film? I told them about it on radio for Mix FM. <laughs> I thought it was dreadful. It was like now I need to point out at the start that Justin, you like most movies. I'm, no, I'm you're very positive I, towards movies. I go in with an optimistic viewpoint. Yeah. that I'm going to enjoy whatever just happens. Yes. I don't. I don't like going in going. Oh, this will be shit. Like I and I will. I've never walked out of a film. I will sit right to the end in the off chance that right towards the end they do something and I go, uh-huh. oh yeah, that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I hated the rest of it, but that that yeah, yeah that's no, okay, right? I understand what you mean. So uh, <laughs> um, anyway, one was like there are these. Uh, uh, what was his name? Ray Halson, who used to make the claymation figurines and Jason and the Argonauts and, you know, those movies. Uh, he's, he's done all the old stop animation, the Cyclops, that kind of stuff. You don't know him? I'm not really familiar oh, with him. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, a legend in uh, special effects. I just did something, by the way, that I'm trying to do more. You know how I said before, like, you know, when it comes to language <laughs> and stuff that I'm trying to... Um, you know, be conscious of what I say. Yeah. 
I'm also trying to um, when I don't know something. Oh, I'm trying you, to acknowledge that I don't know it. You know, I Instead started doing like, that a few years ago, yeah. and it, because sometimes, sometimes it's not even being go, rude. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you just uh, enjoy the flow. Because I know that, and also I know you're, that you're about to tell us whatever anyway, right? Like, so you just kind of go, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But when like but invariably, I've got in no my head, idea. I'm just like, still no, no, and that's fine because. Tell me, but you know, but anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, so there's these uh, massive stone creatures with these kind of gruff voices, which are fallen angels. And it just, anyway, so immediately I'm going, what? Did these guys say we don't want to work with uh, another Australian after Clash of the Titans? And then they banished them to Noah. It's like, ah, oh, <laughs> rusty, you know? Uh, it's just, he is. So Darren Aronofsky, like, mm. he's, you know, makes some decent enough films. Mm. So I thought it might be some sort of. Like, okay, is it... What is it? <laughs> yeah, it's basically about uh, Noah... What's the point of it? Well, it's, it's about Noah gets a message from God, Yeah, uh, saves all the animals. So it's like, it is that traditional story. It's that, it's like, that story. But so how do, they re- how do they represent God? I'll, can, I'll ask you some questions. It's just a... It's just a like, is it like Morgan Freeman? I like think in a cloud dreams or anything? Or, yeah, dreams. And, Does he actually see God? No. Is there someone playing God? No, it's just images, man. Uh, like, a, like a 1997 Soundgarden film clip. Right, so it's just images. Yeah. And like, so he has schizophrenia. It's and, a movie about a man who has schizophrenia. Yeah, well, this is potentially it, right? Well, right. At, the, well at the start of the film, right? Yeah. Because uh, there's there's the good guys, which is Russell Crowe and his family, and uh-huh. the bad guys, which is it's everyone else. else. And yeah. everyone else... Because like, that's what happens, by the way, when people get evil. Everyone gets evil. There are right. never yeah. people within there who are like, actually, you know no, what? they're I'm actually not- quite fine. No, doesn't happen. Right. Doesn't happen. So uh, There's a, at least a few people back in even Noah's time would be like, we should have a march or something. Yeah. I feel like we are doing the right. Yeah. There's always going to be some. Yeah. That's what a society is. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, right. anyway okay, so, so Noah and his uh, kids are out and they find that w- one of the other tribe have uh, shot some bizarre looking animatronic creature and he says ah oh, mm. this is terrible they're going to come and eat it and we're not going to eat it so because you don't because they're vegetarians right and so saying and, i know is a vegetarian yeah and his family are vegetarians because okay. he says so mate and so then they decide this I mean, is i'm th- okay th- with that though no no, no wait kinda, wait wait oh. for this right so okay. they, they've got to well, they've got to let it go so spirit can go to god so you know how they do that they cremate it hey Noah, if you want your kids to not be fucking vegetarians, make a barbecue. Like, yeah, what are you point. doing? Yeah, that smells it delicious. It looks tasty. Oh, my God, yeah. I don't even eat red meat. No. But I'm not even sure that was red meat because it was from the past. Right. Right. And also, I haven't eaten meat in, like, 14 years or something now. Right. And I still barbecue. love the fucking smell of a barbecue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... It does. It gets you. Oh. So he makes them stand there while uh, he's cremating it. I mean, I'm that's thinking, terrible. Like it could have only been worse if he started cooking some chips yeah. alongside it. <laughs> you know. I mean, that is. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately, the logic right. of this movie has already gone out the window yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. But uh, also, that it just died, right? Oh, did it? No, they killed. They it. killed it. Okay. So what happened? He burned. So he put it out of its misery. So hang on, he burnt their food though. Yeah, he cremated it. So well, but was it, weren't the others going to eat it? Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, as you can see, I had to stumble yeah, okay. very, very oh, early okay. on. Go on. And so, what happens next? So then, uh, you know, he's hanging out with... Uh, oh, spoilers, by the way, but it's in the Bible. So, so gee whiz, you, know what? Like you have had 2,000 years. If you've not heard how <laughs> Noah ends, 
then you know what? It's not our fault. Not it's not our fault. fault. So then uh, he's hanging out with his wife Jennifer Connolly, and uh, he's got his daughter Hermione Granger, and oh, yeah. uh, you know a couple of other kids. And so, how old's uh, Hermione Granger meant to be in this? Emma. Oh, uh she is meant to be. Uh, uh, like she's got to be like. 18, 19, 20, right. maybe something like that. So he's got like, like a hot that. teen daughter. Yeah, maybe she's not the... Maybe she's from one of the tribes or... No, they found her, I think, and took her in and then the oh, other yeah. boys were like, oh, there's a girl here and then she grew up and they went, Hermione Granger! Right. <laughs> and they were wrapped. Okay, so well, that, that's one. actually handy that they took her in because otherwise the only way they're going to repopulate the earth is... Right. Fucking their sister. Right, so it could never end like that, could right. it? So oh, anyway, oh, okay. <laughs> Ray Winston is the king of the bad guys. Okay, I like Ray Winston. Right, so, so anyway, they... Um, they it's got f- some good actors, isn't it? It's got some good actors. Ray Winston is terrible. Like, I thought he was terrible. Really? Yeah. So anyway, so he gets the dreams and he has to go. He doesn't know how to interpret them. So he goes to see uh, Methuselah, oh, who yeah. is played in... Oh, like, if he kept showing the scenery, they would have had to stop shooting and put up some CGI. Anthony Hopkins. And Anthony Hopkins uh, is drug Again, fucked. another great actor, Yeah, though. but in the, he's like, he's taking heaps of gear and like yeah. he's with his berries and stuff. And then, uh, then Noah comes over and he drugs him and Noah fucking has a, oh, fuck, I've got to save the earth, get all the animals and build an ark. And wakes up and Methuselah's like, yeah, did you get me some berries? Did you get me some berries? And like, no, I didn't get you some berries, you old man. So anyway, he goes back and enlists, oh. the, enlists the aid of the giant stone angels that burnt when they fell to earth. And so the giant angels, and them, they're all just building this ark, mate. And then, uh, oh, well, that does. I mean, that's because you, yeah. knew, I was like, how the fuck, yeah, are they going to do that? Well, they got the giant stone angels, yeah, that's not a good explanation. Well, there's heaps of them anyway. They're helping, build no, wait, a- wait, what? Let's not go on yet. I need to, <laughs> I need to know more about this because this was the major thing where I was like, how are they gonna? Because even in a fable, you can't show then build something big enough mm. like back in those times mm. in a period of time that wouldn't get yeah you know, where they wouldn't get killed or invaded by yeah. other people yeah um build something that big with just their family yeah so their solution to that part of the story was giant stone angels yeah as i said Come straight from the from, was set it from, of Clash of the did Titans. They come, did they come from uh, in their van from Jim Stone Angels? <laughs> that was exactly. Oh, yes, it's the guys from Jim Stone Angels, love. Everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. We're just building an ark. Yeah. <laughs> just knocking up an ark in the backyard. <laughs> That's all we're doing. Come on, fellas. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, right. uh, yeah. So, anyway. So, the Stone Angels are also... So, when do people attack? When do people start to go, hang on, Noah, what well, the fuck's going on it starts raining and, you know, they have a big speech. And then so, they, hang on. It, so, all these people they, try to get on the ark. Don't people notice that he's building a boat? Do they make fun of him? Yeah, on? yeah. And there's a bit of shit going on. And then all the animals come and they get in there. So, the animals just, like, when and it starts to rain, the animals come? Or the, do they before, come before the rain. They, you know, animals know before anyone else. So, they've already made been making the trek, I reckon. So, but they're coming two by two? Uh, four by four, coming two by two, coming four by... Oh, sorry, I was, had a powder finger flashback then. Yeah, I, don't, um... don't sing anymore of that, I have to pay for it. <laughs> oh, God, there's only seven seconds. The So, they all come... No, no, they come as a big group, as a massive group. All the animals. All the animals, and they all come on board. Yeah. I think all the reptiles come All of first. them come on board. 
Yes. Oh no, but isn't there just like a pair of every yeah, animal? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. how do so? How do they nominate which fucking pair of animals? Got? There was that uh, game show. They all had their own game show. <laughs> this week it was leopards. Um, <laughs> no, but there's no sign of that. You don't no. see what happens to all the other animals. No. They just die. Yeah, I figure. So a, it was wasted being a fucking vegetarian anyway because all the animals fucking drowned in the right. End. Secondly. I suppose they had to show them as being vegetarians because otherwise everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> like, this like, will get them through 40 days and nights. This will be a great after the credits. Yeah, yeah. Then just, it's just like an empty boat. Be like the Avengers shawarma scene. <laughs> just Noah eating heaps of yeah, just old shawarma. You ever tried unicorn? <laughs> Black. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they... All right, so and, and they, two by two they all come. And, and, and why aren't the animals tr- kill, killing each because other? Because they, uh, Noah and his family are good with drugs and they let this vapour out that just puts them to nanas. What? Yeah, they go to sleep. What? Yeah, because they're good with drugs. Anyway, what? so they go back up and they see Methuselah. He does another drugging and it's like, what the fuck is going on with Methuselah and his roofies? Uh, anyway, uh, the rain starts coming. Everyone starts attacking. The angels fight them. Like The angels are fucking just smashing people. And they, but then the angels start getting taken down. And every time you kill an angel, just they explode in light. Every time and, you kill an angel, a human gets its wings. Yeah. <laughs> a bell gets... I don't know, whatever. A bell gets chimed in South Dakota. And then... Uh, I love that song. It's <laughs> Urban. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Um, so then they all get on the boat... But then uh, it turns out that uh, Hermione Granger is uh, pregnant because uh, oh, she's got her pregnant? like the eldest son, and and Noah does his nana. He just goes, "What? We are all meant to die. Like this is this is God's will. He wants us all to be dead. He wants us to be the last humans. And now you've got life. So now he's gone mental. Meanwhile, somehow Ray Winston. Oh, so Noah thinks. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. meant to be. Because he's gone nuts. Then, so is that what they're saying that Noah is like crazy? Yeah, and then Ray Winston is somehow managed to sneak on, and he's literally. Why, do, why would God want? Like that just seems really weird to me that you would right. kill everybody, but you just want one family to like just live, live a little bit longer for a bit longer. Yeah, for no real reason. Well, maybe God had another eleven years up his sleeve that he could watch them. He just didn't want to watch everybody. It's like, it's like, it's like he you edit, know what? he got rid of most of the. Cast. I am omnipotent. But it gives me a headache. Yeah. There's too many characters. Yeah. I'm just going to bring it down to the core cast for yeah. the last... Oh, yeah. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And you know what happened? The same thing that happened to the executive producers of Joey. Didn't last long. <laughs> God was out of here. <laughs> so, anyway. So, then Ray Winston has somehow managed to sneak on. And he's just fucking cutting uh, animals and then just eating them. I mean, look, it's ridiculous. Anyway. the fa- uh, So, the- hang on. He's... Yeah, it's anyway. Oh so God. then, uh, oh Hermione so Granger just got and her on husband, like it's a smorgasbord and just like got into like, I'm, well, if I'm going to drown, I might as well just start eating animals right, raw. Right, and then Hermione Granger and uh, and a stepbrother are about to go off on a boat, yeah. and Noah just goes nuts and sets it on fire. So they're stuck on the on the ark with him. Then Ray Winston comes out, and there's a big brawl, and Noah fucking kicks the shit out of uh, Ray Winston. And then they, then they find they're on land and Noah's gone so nuts. I'm not making this up. He goes down to the beach and just drinks heaps of wine and grows a beard. And then they find him naked laying on the beach like he's just experienced Mad Monday. And then uh, then he finally what? wakes up and he's going to kill the kids and he can't kill the kids. And then what? he looks and then they look and they're, oh, the kids are beautiful. And then it kind of finishes with the boys looking, thinking when they get old enough, 
we will repopulate the earth. So it does finish exactly where you said it couldn't finish. It's just not their daughters, it's their nieces. Yucky poo! <laughs> I give it two yucky poos. <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, it's like Aronofsky. I said, look, I want to do Noah. And people are like, well, you can't make that more nonsensical than the Bible version, which is already a, like a nonsensical story. And right. he said, challenge accepted. And he, he passed with flying colours. Oh, well. By the way, I'm in the minority. I know heaps of people who thought it was great, but I am definitely in the minority. But the minority who agrees with me uh, agrees wholeheartedly. It's mm, interesting. <laughs> All right, Justin, let's um, call it a day there. Why not call it a day? We'll oh, just yeah. finish this one because that's an hour. And then All right. we're, we're going to go for quantity today. Yes. Because I'm going away for... Um, uh, well, for the rest of the year, really. So yeah. we're going to try to get some up our sleeves. So uh, I'll put this one up, though, this week. So if you've got anything coming up uh, soon. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be in uh, Adelaide for about two weeks. The, this week, uh, starting the, the 21st of May, uh, we'll be at the Marion Hotel, then the Tea Tree Gully gig, Tea Tree Plaza gig, sorry, and then Rhino Room on the Friday, and then I'll be, I'm hanging out the next week, I'm going to host, I think it's going to be George Capanyaris, and I like George, so uh, that'll yeah, be fun, nice. I reckon. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, mm. yeah, that'll be really good fun. Mm. Uh, all right, so uh, if you're in Adelaide, please go and check out Justin in those shows. As always, uh, you're Justin Hamilton underscore on Twitter. That's the one. Uh, you... Uh, uh, what justinhamilton.com.au for your oh, blogs? Oh uh, yeah, I blog about every gig that I do. So if you're interested to know the mindset of uh, what can happen before and after a show, uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, you can hit us up on the Facebook page, of course, as always. Um, please uh, tell your friends about the podcast if you like the podcast. Uh, if you if there's some way that you listen to the podcast where you can rate the podcast, um, rate the podcast. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I have a bunch of gigs coming up later in the year, but there's nothing in the next uh, couple of weeks that you need to know about. I've got some set list gigs uh, around LA, including one, I think, either at Meltdown or UCB on the 31st of May. Um, but uh, but I'll plug those as, as we get close to those gigs. Um, at the moment, I'm going to try to uh, get as many people to listen to the podcast. Um, we've been... It's the the numbers have just been pretty much gradually going up over the last six months, and so I thought, well, you know, it's a good time to. Um, uh, I'll try to put up a bunch this month, and mm. I'd really love to pass it around and see if we can get some new audience in to listen yeah. to the podcast because that'd be pretty cool. Uh, speaking of podcasts, people mm. can listen to your pod- podcast, which is called. Can you take this photo, please? And it's uh, me pretty much interviewing comedians. Sometimes you get uh, like an author or a musician, but mainly comedians uh, about their job and how they do things. The uh, last couple of episodes, I mean, actually, you've been on a fantastic run, but uh, you've just done it recently a couple of episodes with Tony Martin. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, fantastic listen. So if anyone's a big fan of Tony Martin, which I'm sure a lot of people uh, out there are, uh, go and check out those episodes of Can You Take This Photo, Please? All right, Justin, we'll talk again. Well, we'll talk again in a couple of minutes, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when people hear that, it'll be... Uh, anyway, I really... It was going well, and then we just got to the end. It's like we need a catchphrase to finish on. Shit, I'll pay that for a dollar. <laughs> that wasn't even... Yeah, I didn't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs>